See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Ain't it grand? It isn't grand, but you know, I'll tell you what is grand. Uh, slow roll with a go-go. <laughs> Show 294. That's uh, that's what this is. My name's uh, Matt with me as always. Morbius. Some parts unknown. And this is the show dedicated to B to Z grade movies. Yes, and, and, and finding more. and finding ho- cheap, cheap, affordable homes. Yeah, housing. Cheaper, yeah, but that's a whole other story which we're not going to talk about. <laughs> we're not going to talk about and it. Fixing air. broken windows on cars. Well, that, that we can talk about in air because that's just uh, you yeah, know that, that's, that's just, like kind of life in the big labor. city. <laughs> yeah, manual labor. Or wow. manual labor. This uh, you know, yeah, Spanish crazy. Guy. But anyway, yeah. So that's 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 <sighs> that. I'm trying to remember our movie. Uh, it's been a whirlwind weekend for me. Yeah, I remember like our movie, our, our uh, Asian cult cinema movie. I can't figure out heads or tail what that plot was, but <laughs> no. you know, we, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that's that. That's a different. Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> this different is uh, that's a different show. That's you go to if you go to um, uh, radiosaintpete.com. There you're gonna find. Uh, our other show, other shows. I do a show on there called Indie Circuit, which is uh, music, uh, independent music, and then uh, we do one called Asian Cult Cinema, which is, as the name might imply, Asian Cult Cinema. It's very and Asian and culty. <laughs> yes, and it's and cinema e, not cinnamony. Cinema no, e. No cinema no, e. No, but no anyway, cinema-y. so we're here to talk about yes this here movie. But before that, wow. I guess you wanna sure what did talk you, about if you watched. Did you watch anything this week? I did. What'd you watch? Well, I watch almost watch one documentary, but I'm having problems with. I guess it must be my my internet. When I on my computers, I can watch YouTube fine. Uh-huh. Seems now my Roku when I watch YouTube, every movie or documentary dumps out hmm. all the time. So I have to talk. I have to call them and say like, Hey, you know, uh, did you screw up with my uh, internet, yeah. internet or whatever? Because you know now it's like dumping out all the time, and uh, but it's not on my computer, so yeah. Anyway, so I watched this. Uh, it was a documentary on the making of Band on the Run, the band, the Paul McCartney record. Uh-huh. Uh, it was pretty good. You know, it was an interesting story. You know, but again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I what is like, the story of that? I don't know anything here's about. Here's what it. happened. He was like, you know, he left the Beatles in like '70, whatever. Uh-huh. Had, had a few solo records, and he started Wings. And they were, this was like their second or third record they were gonna do. And they had a, the, he he was like, uh, tells the interview, well, I told DMI, my company, I go, look, I want to go to an exotic location. Where do you have studios? I want to record it here. I want to record it in the exotic location. We go Brazil, here and there, and then Lagos, Nigeria. And he goes, oh, man, that would be cool. That was like a completely different, you know, weird place. They go, okay, well, we got a studio there. You know, go go do it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right. So right the, the, the night before I was supposed to leave, his drummer and bass player quit. And he's like, what? He goes, yeah, we quit. I don't know if it had something to do with money. He didn't talk about it or something. Huh. Sounds like they were putting the squeeze on him for something. So he's like, okay, fine, go ahead and quit. He he plays drums and he plays bass and he plays guitar and keyboards. He can do it all. Him and his wife and Denny Lane. <laughs> so they went to you know Nigeria to record this record. Now, this studio wasn't finished yet. So basically they were recording under kind of like... You know, whatever you construction know, construction was still le- going less, on. less than less than yeah. uh, you know, great. But Conditions, he he, yeah. he said he 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 was able to instruct them on how to put sound booths and 
whatever, you know. And then, like, one night after the sessions, they went out, and he got, like, mugged by some locals or whatever, you know. And they stole his demo tapes for the songs. Well, oh, my Because he said they, they, the car drove by, saw him and his wife, of course, you know, and they were like, hey, you, you tourist or local? And he goes, oh, hey, man, you know, tourist, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, okay. So four guys come out, and one of them's got a knife, and he goes... You got like you know you got money you and and then you know you got cassettes because he said he was his wife said he was a musician so he goes yeah he goes okay music that was the demos for the record so oh you know God. I was like okay and they let you know and they were able, they they let him go obviously and when he got back to the studio the guy the guy in the studio said you're lucky you said you were a tourist if you were a local they might have killed you so but he, then he goes but you know I remembered the songs enough. That I could recreate them or whatever, and and then you know they became the band on the run record. It's probably one of his, it might be his best solo record or whatever, done under wow. like you know, terrible conditions like that. Yeah, what man, who? Well, this is my personal opinion. Like I would never consider Nigeria an exotic location. I'd be like on my list of top Scary. places I'm not going. That like eight number eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, Nigeria, Detroit, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, Somalia. Somalia, uh, yeah. uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple Iraq. real heavy hitters that I'd be like, <laughs> you know, but Nigerians making that list. So I'm sorry. I'm just sorry, yeah. Nigerian listeners. No. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then earlier in the week, I watched a, a documentary called Spellbound about the band uh, Split Ends, who mm. were around in the 70s and 80s. They were an interesting band. It was kind of... I knew a little bit about them, you know, but I didn't know that their roots at the beginning of the early 70s, they were kind of like, almost like a weird prog band, and then throughout the years they lost members, and they brought in Tim Finn, the main guy, brought in his brother, who became a, one of the great songwriters of, the, of that era, and still today, and then they streamlined because of punk, because basically they... they, they were all, they were kind of, they all dressed up in weird outfits, they had weird hair, you should see the videos. And they did like quirky, goofy, you know, almost like long form songs. And then when they went to, they said, well, let's go to England now that we got a record deal and we're doing good. And they went in 76, and that was when punk started happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, they were like, uh, people were throwing like lemons at them. And, you know, yeah, so and they <laughs> said, well, maybe we should change their style. So they changed their style to shorter, quirkier songs. And it took them a few years, but then they got a hit with, uh, you know, uh, One Step Ahead and I Got You and stuff like that. And then. They yeah. broke up in 84, you know, to do, like, solo stuff or whatever. But it was, it was kind of interesting to see these guys because they're kind of, like, off the beaten track. Even though they were a hit band, they're kind of, like, you know, kind of like a cult band. I or know whatever. their name, but I've never, I couldn't you, say one thing. If you see the thing, videos yeah. and hear the song, it was a very, very big MTV band of the yeah. early 80s. Because since in the early 80s, MTV would play anything. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, all the British bands had videos galore. To, oh, yeah. Some of them really broke because of that. Exactly. They're like, well play it we don't got anything else to put on so, so you know so i watched both of those mm. and you know they're pretty good and you know that's what i got that's cool I, well i had a you know i had a video game of uh, not conference like a uh, went over to orlando there's a three-day like uh pinball and video game uh, uh convention kind of thing where it's, it's all you pay one price and it's set on free and you go and play and they have panels with all these uh you know, different people like like a stern pinball was there so i listened to i watched Stern talked to us again, and there was this one guy, uh, this one pinball maker. There's a few startups that are out there, so I was like, oh, "Well, this will be interesting because we'll we'll hear from a different side." You know, we, we've we've talked to and interviewed Stern. I've met Stern at like a party, and just ha hung out and talked to him a little bit. Like he's a really nice guy, but he's an older guy, you know. 
So I'm like, well, let's listen to this new guy talk. And this new guy is showing pictures. And it was like we like we left because it was like he's basically like it was like somebody listening to somebody talk about their vacation. He's like, oh, here's a picture of me with some guys that that play pinball in Poland and really big there. And oh, here's a here's some pictures. Of this. And I was like, who, dude? I don't care about your pictures of your vacations. Tell me about how hard it is or the the struggles you're facing. Or how yeah. you're overcoming adversity, or what the hell? Tell me something, you know? No. So we're like, well, we're done here. I'm uh, <laughs> I literally like laughed. I was like, well, we're done here. And I remember that Art of Atari book. Yeah. That guy was there, so I I took my book and I had he he signed it. So that was oh, kind of cool, cool, you know. He he was weird too because this guy Tim Lampano, I should Tim Lampano or something like that. Or some, I forget what his name is, but he's um he does the art of Atari and the art posters of Atari, and he's coming out with a or he came out with a book called like Thirty Years of Street Fighter. So he does these kind of books, but he's he's interviewed he's in, in on an interview thing with Space Ghost. There's a local guy oh, yeah. who does Space Ghost, and his and that other girl is there with him, and they, that's like their long running shtick. So they do every year they do a show, and he interviewed him. And he left after his interview with Space Ghost, and I, I, I kind of went out in the hall and said, hey, you know, can you wait a minute? I'm getting my book, and I want to sign. He's like, yeah, no problem, sure. And he was like, that was the only thing he flew in for. I was like, well, that's, huh, well, whatever, <laughs> you know, it's just odd. But and it was a, it was fun to play the games. But this year was, I was kind of, uh, last year I had media passes, uh, so I was in there interviewing people, and I gave them like, like I gave tons and tons of free, uh, on air publicity, like last year leading up to it, last year after it, both here and on Radio St. Pete, you know. And Radio St. Pete, Pete has, that's a good thing for them to be on. They should, but this year they t- totally ignored my emails and my requests via Facebook and all like that. And then I went up and I was like, hey, can I, so I had media passes last year. Can I have, can you give me one this year? And they're like, oh no, we we don't have any, we gave them all out this year. It was like one or two like big named like shows that they had like, and that was it. And I was like, well, I felt kind of slighted a little bit, you know. Yeah. So I probably won't give them any ever. And you give won't them go any. back again. No, I'll go back to the thing, but I was, won't ever give them any, like, Free nod. Club. Yeah, no, because they, they did me wrong. And you, you, you kind of go extra for somebody like that because you're, like, trying to help them out, and then you get stabbed by it. And you're like, well, stick it. <laughs> but it was a fun time. Played a lot of pinball and, you know, whatever. Now I'm sore as hell from running around standing all day like 12 <laughs> hours of standing 12 and running hours oh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. baby play Vid- pinball pinball and video games yeah and, and uh yeah and, yeah. and uh, Sally the Beer Sally the Beer, the beer and everything yeah so it was all fun wow you guys are crazy people alright what did I watch well first one oh there was a comedian named Judah Friedman I watched his thing it was, it was okay then I watched a movie called Tropic Thunder which is like that spoof movie kind of, but it had like a ton of stars. That Jack Black and uh, oh, yeah. um, oh God, what's that guy's name? <sighs> Played Zoolander. Oh uh, yeah, um, Skits. Uh, uh, I know. Stiller. Yeah, Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller and and uh, Luke Wilson was in it, and uh, you know it was funny. It was a really funny movie. I, after I watched it, I was like, why did I not watch this before? But it was just one of those I just never watched, and everyone said it was so funny, you know. And I watched Stallone's Bullet to the Head. And I watched Triple X. And I watched uh, To the Edge. That was a weird one about... Uh, it was like a sci-fi thing. And it was one of those independent sci-fi movies. Now, it was fine. But more and more I'm seeing these pop up where I'm getting them. And indie movies have latched on to that space 
um, capsule travel kind of thing because you have two sets. And everything else, I think now computer-generated space scenes are super easy. Sure. So this is one where there was like, okay, there was a lab, and then there was like the capsule, and that was kind of it. So a lot, I'm seeing more and more of these are popping up where they have some decent acting, some kind of an odd, you know, oh, they're going, the whole premise was they were going to the edge of the earth, and it was creating like this, the same day was made different every time, but this dude would remember it and write it, like draw it kind of, and that was it. You know, it kind of didn't end, and you're like, eh, okay, whatever. I mean, it was all right, but it, more and more, they have discovered the cha-ching of, hey, let's have a well-lit cockpit. We'll have a well-lit lab from the spaceship. That's the end of it, you know, yeah, and there's a couple, and shoot it and go. So That's it. That is it. And that's it for what we well, watched. That's it from what I watched this week. Except for this here movie that yeah, we watched. Yes, except for this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I'm going to tell you about this movie until after this. <laughs> exactly. Dr. Evil, you look very toyed. Yes, toyed like a tiger. Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yes, you look like a macho man. Village people. <laughs> Radio 9,000, 9,000, officer in trouble. 9,000, the police call for trouble. And when the black ripoff of the decade has just tore up the murder capital of the world, man, you got trouble. Detroit 9,000, a city in trouble. Motortown, where a honky cop is a minority race. He's white. In downtown Detroit, he is in a one to nine minority. Detroit 9000, the double cross that spelled disaster for a whole city. It's gotta get solved or the whole town's gonna explode. See, Detroit 9000, rated R. It's a city all tore up. Detroit 9000. This is Howard Scott on the scene for TV 12. We're at the Bijou Theater where it's been reported that a man has gone berserk while watching a double feature horror program. The police are trying to subdue the man now. In fact, here they come. What happened inside? Yeah, oh, he died at 1040. He's gone berserk, Dad. If he just did it. Uh, could you tell me what happened inside? Is this TV? Channel 12. The film frightened him that badly. Oh, yeah, it was a scary movie. Ah! I mean, he flipped out just when the girl took the axe and started to. No, Harry. It was when the guy took the razor and cut uh, you, sir. Excuse me, what did you think of what happened inside? <laughs> sir, did, did you like the movie? <laughs> I'm gonna see it again. <laughs> I have here the little item passed out by the management to remind you that if you can't take frenzy of blood, that you better not come. A double explosion of bloody terror, blood-spattered bride, and I dismember mama. Rated R. All right. Who wants some? The cheerleaders, an American phenomenon. These are the girls who give their all to help their team win. Jeannie, you get the quarterback. Patty, you get Everything the you've heard about Luka. cheerleaders comes true. See, the cheerleaders. Plus, on the same bill. Hi, I'm Kathy, and just listen to this. The cheerleaders are back in our greatest adventure yet. 
Revenge of the Cheerleaders. Revenge of the Cheerleaders will show you why we're the team that everybody wants to make. We know the best way for our team to get ahead is for them to get a little behind. And that's what we're here for. So if you want to see the girls who put the high in high school and the last in your life, come check out Revenge of the Cheerleaders. We're everybody's favorite student body. The Cheerleaders was Revenge of the Cheerleaders, together at last and rated R. Uh, my date's a flute-toting bandor. Does that answer your question? <sighs> nice. All right, anyway, we are back and ready to go. So you Are know, we ready to go? So I think we're ready to what go. What movie have I picked for that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that would be the, uh, the erudite sounds of, uh... Oh, my God. Richard Keel in, uh, The Human Duplicator. Now, you might know Richard Keel from other more famous things. Jaws from, uh... He's Jaws on, in Bond. Which, in which, Bond. which Bond was he in? The, um... The only Spy Who Loved Me. Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, And the next one. Yeah, uh, the next one. Uh, Moonraker or Pussy yeah. Raker or whatever. <laughs> Octopussy Raker. Octopussy Raker. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. Why not? And then <laughs> the he was... Spy Who Was a Pussy Raker. <laughs> sure, octopus yep. Who Ate Octopus Calamari. Yeah. Calamari yeah. Raker. And then, because uh, then you also know him from Ega, which was his... Ega. That was his first movie role. Now, I, yeah. I thought for a second this might have been his first one, but it wasn't. He was... Because he played stuff on TV... He was around for like a lot of years on TV. Not a lot of now, years. Now, don't like, get him confused with Lurch. Lurch was Ted Cassidy. No, no, no. He, no, this is him. Yeah, this no. is Richard Keel. Yeah, Richard Keel. And supposedly if you were at conventions and you asked Richard Keel, hey, you, were you Lurch, he wouldn't be too happy about it. He didn't want to get confused with the other big yeah. guy. Now, who was the guy who played Gort? Wasn't Richard Keel or him? Or the, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, because <laughs> that was a really tragic tale because the guy who played Gort actually wasn't strong enough to hold that lady as he was walking. Oh, he's kind of frail but whatever that. yeah a lot of t really tall people like that are frail yeah. um but you know richard keel was ega he was around for a couple of years doing like uh tv stuff i looked at a lot of tv a couple of tv movies a lot of tv bit parts then he then he be was ega then he started doing movies then he did this one the human duplicators which i uh this it's is mst'd yeah it was oh yeah this is mst'd um this is one of those I don't dislike this movie. It was a funny movie. Not a lot to it. Not um, a lot to it. Sometimes that's good, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, Easier to describe. Sci-fi <laughs> movies with a little less ingredients are okay, usually, you know. Uh, yeah, and, just, yeah. and this one is, was... Because there's some odd things they're introducing here. You know, and now it's not like... Because we've seen this style thing. What was the the one where they drew the blood and they would replace them with... Uh, people, uh, oh gosh, classic. Um, they drew the blood. And it like the people, the guys with the gl the sunglasses would come and they would take the blood from people, but then they'd re they'd replace some. Uh, oh, uh, not body snatchers, but body snatchers does that too, oh, where they were. Um, uh, now this earth. Yeah, right? now this earth. Um, so, <coughs> you know, this is very. He was cast because he. They didn't need to do a whole lot he to make like him an look alien. like he looks like an alien, but he's not. I mean, they don't have to do a whole lot. They gave him a silver jumpsuit and said, "Look, you're an alien." He was like, "Oh good." Yeah, uh, okay. The the weirdest part about his whole thing, and he didn't talk much in Ega, and now he's talking in this one, and he, it, I don't know if he did this as a choice or if they told him to talk like this, or this is how his diction really is when he talks. Because how I how I said we were going to break, and how I said we were going to talk about that, that's basically his line delivery at every turn, and he's like. No, you will come with me. And yet, I think they were making him. They were trying to. I think they try to ask him to talk like. That. Okay, I hope so. Because I mean, his I voice is an affectation. Yeah, this, uh, his voice is about three octaves higher than Vin Diesel's, 
And Vin Diesel scares like dogs and breaks windows when he talks because the vibration is basically like a subwoofer. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So two, three octaves higher than Vin Diesel, and this, this guy's a 7-2 is what they sit, lift Oh, you're 7-2, taller than that. That's what he lists him at, but he, and he was really That's young. That's like average height in the NBA now. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he, yeah, and he, um, you know, he was, uh, he was cast in this role, he, he was very young. This is like, when you see him in this. It's almost we're so used to seeing him, him, seeing him older, and he got kind the giantism kind of took over. His face got a lot wider, and he got a lot heavier and stuff like that. He is very thin and young here. He has that very fifties kind of hairdo. Yeah, yeah, he's that Elvis dude. Like a little bit, not so high of a pompadour, but you know, like a little. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but it's it was interesting seeing him this young. Yeah, yeah. Also, we get uh, Ward Cleaver. Yeah, Beaver's dad in one of his one of his post Leave It to Beaver. One of his few, I think. Post yeah. Leave It to Beaver. And, uh, the, and the star of this is also the guy from uh, Robot Monster. George Nader. Yeah, George, George Nader. Nader. That's yeah. right. I couldn't remember his name. George yeah. Nader of Robot Monster fame. You know. Oh yeah. Oof. Oh yeah. Who went over to Europe and made a bunch of spy movies and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. One of them is called The Million Eyes of Sumeru with Frankie Avalon. It's pretty cool. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankie Avalon trying to get out of his uh, beach party. Uh, Good luck. Mode. I I have a I have a. A couple of one Avalon movie called um, Haunted House of Horror, where he's like British horror movie, and then another one called Blood Song, which is an axe murderer. Talk he, about yes, is we, he the axe murderer? I don't know. I can't tell you. You know. Oh, I, I think we can. I think we can do spoilers on this show. Nah, I don't know. I don't remember actually, but I think he might have been. You know? Wow. But that's like, hey, I want to get away from like you know Frankie Venus. Beach Party Avalon, yeah. but it didn't work. Which is what all the people from Gilligan's Island tried to do for years after and never could. Uh, no, no, yeah. they really couldn't. <laughs> Jim Backers at least was Mr. Magoo. He could do Mr. Magoo's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah whatever it was. He was playing yeah. Mr. Magoo on Gilligan's Island, so it was an easy transition. Yeah, they really yeah. couldn't. Once when you once when you're one of those like big shows from the 60s, yeah. you can't really do anything else, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... You know, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, so Ward Cleaver's in it, and, uh, oh, there's a few more people, but yeah. it's definitely like, uh, it, it, it reminds me of movies from the mid-60s. Arthur C. Pierce, I think, is involved in this, like the Time Travelers and Journey to the Center of the yeah. uh, Time or whatever. They're kind of like these low-budget, sci-fi, high-concept movies yeah. that are like, you know, trying hard to, you know... Be above, rise above yeah. the limitation. Doing more than what they're, yeah. They're almost like they're almost like a 1950s movie. Oh yeah. Plot. It was almost like a 1950s plot, but in color and you know a little sexier maybe or yeah. something. You know. Exactly, and, so, and, that's, and that's where this one is. Yeah, there's really no difference between this one and uh, and and like the 50s styles. Uh, some of them towards the, the mid to late 60s really changed the way they shot sci-fi and, of course, in yeah, the like 70s. Yeah, 2001 yeah, changed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some groundbreaking stuff. Well, this is just kind of the... This could have played a double feature with uh, saucers from... Well, no, yeah, for, you know, uh, yeah um, uh, Earth versus Flying Saucers. Earth versus Flying Saucers or, or that... Uh, uh, you know, some Corman thing like, yeah. you know, uh, Not This Earth or, you yeah. know, or stuff like that. So, But it was uh, it was fine as far as... Uh, everyone's acted really well. Their acting was great in it. Um, no real... No real detractors from the story. At, at no, everybody can read their lines. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no boom mics, you know. So it was like all that kind of thing. 
Um, what? Uh, I mean, basically, it's like an alien who comes to Earth, sent by his, you know, dudes, by his, by his masters yeah. or whatever. That's the first scene. Is he, it's like are they human duplicators, and then, then it goes to like uh, it looks like the spaceship from uh, from this island Earth. Uh, and the print we got was from a German. Uh, a German copy, which is better looking than the American VHS nice. version. Nice. Okay, there you go. And, and and yeah, it's it's just him standing there, and it kind of has his back to you, but it's panning from the over the left shoulder, and and they look at this little. There's a little video screen with a a guy that doesn't have. You can't see who it is. It's just like a silhouetted, using greens and yellow tones, and he's just saying, "Now go to Earth and do our plan. You must not fail, or we'll." terminate you and terminate everyone and terminate they're real hard line on their everything with them these guys yeah you know? yeah yeah and yeah. then the, no flex no you know so it was like okay he's like i will not fail okay <laughs> and the next scene he just walks up to some door like some doctor's door he's like knocks on the door and the guy's like well you can't come in unless you have an appointment he's like oh i'll see him now and i forget does he kill this guy or he just kind of pushes no, him out of the way in. i think he just, he just walks like, in and he sees a daughter who's like a blind girl. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. She's yeah. Well, I guess she was like you know whatever you know the the the, the heroine of the movie. Yeah, or and she plays know. she plays this, the she's playing uh, the piano and he he walks in and she's like is that you uncle and he because and, it's not the daughter right like it's not the the doctor. It's yeah right it's a, it's a niece. Right? Okay, whatever. Who there's always some they always do this odd thing because he he doesn't have a wife. So back then they would never show someone having a kid without a wife. Because he might be uh, whatever. Yeah. So so it's like, oh, is that you, uncle? No, no, it's not your uncle. Where where is Doctor <laughs> What's his name? And she's like, do you have an appointment? And he like he's like, I've been down this road before. He's like, no, but I must see him. So then she's like, okay, well come this way. And and he he doesn't hurt her, but he like puts his hand in front of her face. And he's like, oh, she's blind or whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know. And of course he goes. They go down into some dungeon. Yeah, where like uncle works or whatever with two with like two playmates. Hot, You're like playmates. Okay, <laughs> so I guess he's not like you know he's like yeah he's like not married because he's getting he's like you Hefner of scientists or something. Yeah, right. With these two like freaking brick you know shit house you know built yeah. women or oh whatever. yeah yeah and then and you're like huh <laughs> you're sitting here like, are these your sex bots like from Austin Powers like, yeah they should be you know with so, machine gun jubblies. So he, she brings him down, and he's and and the who is this? And he goes, oh, I'm, um, so you know whatever his name was, Gort from the yeah. planet <laughs> Uranus, and uh, I'm here to help you with your uh, mo- with, he was tra- android. He's trying to create androids. The the doctor basically yeah. is trying to Doctor Kolos. Kolos, yeah, 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 Kolos, yeah. He's, the doctor is trying to create some kind of android so he can give the do- the niece back her sight. Yeah, Professor von Dornheimer. Dornheimer. And then Lisa Dornheimer was played by Dolores Faith. Oh, that's uh, right, Dolores Faith. Yeah. Uh, Dolores Faith, no more. You know, you know the story of Dolores. Uh, oh man! Well, no. during the break, I want to, we're going to look it up. There's a really interesting story about Dolores Faith. Yeah. Okay. I think I believe if, if I'm if I'm thinking it's the right woman, she quit show business, and became like Mother Superior of of a convent. But before that, she she was dating Elvis. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna investigate wow. this. Cause I forgot about her. We sh- we're gonna investigate this anyway. Okay, let's yeah. get back to the movie. Yeah, let's we'll investigate. We'll investigate. So Doctor Clovos yeah. goes off to Dorfenheimer over there, and he's like, yeah, oh, Dorfenheimer. That, that sounds. He sounds like it's like a a bad com- comedian's like. 
Ah, uh, over oh Schmidlack here and Dorfenheimer are off making or, some. Oh uh, yeah. Or that uh, Tim Conway character Dorfenheimer, Dorf on Dor- golf. Dorfenheimer or, on Golfenheimer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, so he's like, and he's like, get out of here! You don't need me. He's like, your your theories are correct, but you, you, the way you're going is all about is all wrong. So I'm I'm here to fix this. And he's like, you're not just gonna waltz into my thing. He's like, oh, but you're wrong. And then they just face the black. And the next time, thing you know, he's like. Oh no! The next thing you know is somebody stealing crap out of a out of a security. Yeah, right, place. right. The doctor smash cut. You know, doctor. You know, uh, schmegma or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's stealing stuff out of some lab, and they're like, "This is the third time this week, someone's some uh, totally upright citizens' brigade broke into a, the place they worked and stole transistors and all this kind of stuff." And they're like listing off all these parts. And they're like, and these are people that were very highly trusted and were in these great positions. You know, and then this time they like shot at him, but but he, he, but he was but he, he was impervious to bullets. Yeah, he said he got hit, and then they found him like laying in the bottom of a ditch. Yeah, in the bottom of a valley, and they were like, "Well, this guy's been dead. This is this guy died not from the fall. He was strangled or something weird." Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're not in on the joke just yet. But, yeah, yeah. But then this is like the spy part of this. Like I think they had a right. Spy stuff was hot, so they had to write a spy angle into this sci-fi. Well, the car crashed, but the doctor survived. Remember, oh, he shows up right, later in the show. Right, he survived yeah. the crash, and there, when 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 George Nader and you know Ward Cleaver get involved <laughs> in the spy agency with the wisecracking uh, oh. female you know agent or whatever, oh. uh, they decide to go <laughs> investigate. Was it Chesty Warren? <laughs> yeah, Chesty Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> no, that bu- was a that Busty Warren or something. That that comedian from that time, like. There was some, there was some like comedian girl, lady from that time that was kind of like, uh, like her, but doesn't yeah, matter. I don't remember. Might have been her. So but anyway, yeah. yeah. So they they're investigating it, and you know they're going like, well, how the hell did he survive this car crash or whatever? Because there was, I think there was kind of like a chase or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. They, yeah, they like they were shooting at him because this is the third time they've been hit. So they were kind of watching him, you know. And they were like, oh, what's going on? This guy, you know, the security guard shot him, and then. Then they took off, but then the cops were there, so they were chasing him. Then they they didn't get him though. Yeah. They chased him, and I I thought this is where they chased him up to the bluff. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. you know. So okay, I'm trying to lose. I'm losing it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. Now this is where they show the 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 guy who's like, oh, now they're trying to investigate, it, and that's where they're sitting there talking talking about these are upright citizens. What what's happening with this? How is this happening? Is it the Chinese? Is it the Russians? Who's trying yeah. to steal this transistor? Still to this day, is it yeah. the Chinese? Or the <laughs> Still. Nothing changes. He's like, he's like, oh, I don't think so. Let me investigate. I'm, I'm a G-man from whatever country this yeah. is. They didn't call. They didn't say CIA. What do they call that guy? I don't remember. It was some dumb thing, made up. Yeah, thing. it was some made up agency or whatever. Yes. They don't want to get, you know, yeah, yeah. sued by the CIA get, you know, or whatever. Investigated by the CIA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Or shut down by the CIA. The Warren Committee was still. Yeah. Um, so he so he so he starts getting involved in the whole thing, and he's and and then you see he's like, the 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 secretary or whatever starts following him around to see what's going on or whatever. And they yeah. have some kind of a goofball little relationship, like love shit, like the love triangle kind of thing. Not a triangle, just he he's pretending to be D- James Bond with Money Penny, but badly. And, and right, he, like and, I mean, and George Nader is one hell of an actor because he was gay. <laughs> so he's acting like you know he's there. Not. You go. Yeah. So the damn yeah. As a matter of fact, the story goes that in the fifties, Rock Hudson was going to be outed by some confidential magazine as being gay. But then like his 
uh, his producer, his, his his manager's agent said, "Look, um, you're gonna ruin his career." And then uh, supposedly George Nader took the took the really? hit for he took the hit for The Rock. That's a story that goes around, you know, where you can you can take it for what it's worth or whatever. But yeah, Conf- Confidential Magazine said it was George Nader. Boy, back when that mattered for shit, huh? Yeah, now it's like a badge <laughs> of honor, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> now you get on the MTV Music Award for the greatest human being ever. You I, know? I forget. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> G- I was just laughing at that GQ. Uh, oh, man of the year. I was like, yeah, Colin hmm. Kaepernick. Yeah, I was like, hmm, we're a failing no nothing magazine that no one cares about. What can we do? Let's start controversy. Yeah, let's try to- oh, look at how controversial we are. Hey, uh. hey, hey can we get, do any more pictures of the Boston bomber? You know, we can get some of him on the cover. We can put uh. him like the. You know, something of the year. You yeah, know? hey, GQ, nice try. Yeah. You're still irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so, yeah, he's, um, oh, my God, I was just not, I was just starting to think of, because you were talking about that with, with uh, being outed, and I was like, I was having this conversation with my boss at my new job, and she's like, no, I don't, you know, you might you might pick up on this, that this guy, this guy's gay that you're working on. I was like, I said, look, I've been a graphic, I was in graphic arts for 20 years, being a straight ma- a straight white man, I was much in the minority, so I don't care about any of that crap. She just started laughing. I was like, it means nothing to me. I could yeah. care less. Uh, trust me. Yeah. Uh, so. So, uh, so, yeah. So then he starts getting involved in the case or whatever. I forgot. Does he... He starts... He does, how does he figure out? He ends up going to the castle. Yeah, he goes there. Some There's some connection he makes, and I can't even remember why. Like... One of the somebody like kind of iggies him up saying, "Oh well, I don't know anything about that, but you should check this guy. He's worked with all these people. Like Doctor Dorfenheimer has worked with all these people." Or that's right, and the other doctor. His assistant too. is like a b- girlfriend of that guy. Yeah, that's right. Some, it was some odd There's thing. There's some weird connection. And he was like, that. "Okay," so he kind of starts snooping around. They're like, Dorfenheimer's like, "No, get out of here. I don't talk to you." Yeah, and, yeah. and they're like, "Huh." Oh no! But then he, he comes in anyway. This yeah. is that scene where there's those eyes watching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he comes in. He, he kind of bullies his way in because he's like, "Well, you got to talk to me." Because everybody bullies their way into that yeah. cat place. Hey, dude, invest in a lock. They're not very expensive. Yeah, or something. So th- this cop comes in and he's like, "Oh, you know, I heard you work with those guys." And he's like, "And he's like, no, not really, but whatever." And he goes, oh, "You excuse me for a minute." So he leaves, and then they do the old, something moves, and there's a pair of eyes watching him. Yeah, yeah, like it used to be a painting or whatever yeah. that was. So like, he walks yeah. over to the other, to the doctor's desk, and he starts, like, thumbing through his leaflets, and he's, like, looking at these pictures. And all the people that were robbing the place were in these pictures, including uh, the one, like, lady who hasn't yet, but they kind of think she's going to be the next one to do it, because she's the one with clearance, like... Everyone with that Clarence. level of clear, clearance, Clarence, uh, over, over, huh? They, they, they've all broken in and stolen the stuff they needed, except for this one sultry gal. You know, it's yeah. a Chinese doctor. Yeah, that's right. There's a Chinese doctor who's we don't see her, do we? Just no. her picture. No, just her picture. I want to see her. She looked pretty high. You know? No, nope. They couldn't afford her. Uh, so uh, it looked like that uh, sutra from uh, uh, Russ Meyer's. Uh, and we should say that the, the his Richard Keel's reason reason for being on earth or raison d'etre as the french would say was they want to get they want to get make people into androids to be able to yeah. control the earth you know because yeah it's one of those i guess i forgot if their planet's dying or whatever they're just they just want to they're just looking for conquest or whatever they want to yeah. turn everybody into an android yeah and it's so weird because he they don't t- say that right away but then 
as he, the doctor sees these pictures and he goes back to his to his uh to his secretary who's you know penny money penny and he's like yeah get me all you can about this doctor he's well renowned for like writing this sci-fi stuff but he's trying to actually do it and she's like okay i'll see what i can get so she comes back to, they go out to on some date for some stupid reason and then they go back to his house and it was, and he has these books and he's reading and he's like See now he's talking about androids and, and everyone in this movie's like, "What's an android?" Yeah, right. Ward Cleaver goes like, "Android." And he gets he gets a he has to get the Wikipedia, uh, oh, the dictionary. And goes like, "Oh, okay." No, that was so. It's funny. What was funny about that scene is because she's like, "Said, do you think that could be that guy could be an android?" And he's like, "I don't know, maybe." And she left, and he's like, "What the hell's an android?" He picked up the thing and looked up like he he kind of like just pawned off like, "Yeah, maybe." Whatever you're talking about. Yeah, it's like I just don't know the head of the CIA. You yeah, know? I'm not right. sure what an android is. So now he's doing his research and she's helping. They're reading books and then they're saying, "Ah, he might be onto something. He might have actually made." Androids, and at this point, they think androids, androids can look like clones, humans. Clones, whatever. Yeah. You know. So, then they don't know how far he's got. All right, we're gonna take a quick trailer break, and when we come back, we're wrapping it up. And we're gonna look up Dolores' faith. Too. Yeah, so it's right here. You know what they say? See a broad to get that booty act. <laughs> Lay her down or smack him, yak him. Cold got to be. You know? <laughs> a world famous scientist, greatest living master of the occult, has mysteriously vanished. In his place, a huge and fearsome prehistoric monster suddenly appears. What happened to Dr. Waterman? Only one man, last to see him alive, knows. And now he finds himself in deadly peril. The weird, the unbelievable, the supernatural come alive before your very eyes in Equinox. The invisible barrier between good and evil. Between light and the forces of darkness. What is the secret of the thousand-year-old book? See four teenage boys and girls fight a devil cult for their lives, their sanity, their eternal souls in Equinox. In supernatural color. Equinox. The legend of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. What is Devil with his face. I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they call your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right. They are not right. She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts. Get your right. Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Rated R. Okay. Any historical figure? I fight Gandhi. Good answer. How about you? Lincoln. Lincoln? Mm. You're listening to a part of the past when hatred and prejudice crowded out love and reason. A past that has left scars so deep they're still painful today. As this madness crept across the face of Europe, there were those who dared to fight back with love. The hiding place is the true story of one family who opened their home and hearts to a despised people. A family who paid the price for caring 
in the darkness of prison. The Hiding Place, starring Julie Harris, Eileen Hackard, and Arthur O'Connell. Introducing Jeanette Clift. Filmed in color by Worldwide Pictures. If caring means anything, if love matters at all, see The Hiding Place. It's your old pal, Krusty, for my new pork sandwich, The Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> All right, we're back. Wrong Dolores. Yeah, Dolores' faith died young, mysteriously. Yeah, we could not find the reason or how she died. She died in Miami in, uh, at the age of 48 in 1990. That's uh, so weird. And Dolores' heart. Dolores' heart. The answer is Dolores' heart. Was the one who was a movie starlet, wasn't an Elvis movie, and then like quit to, yeah. to become a, a, a mother superior. And a she was really there. famous actress, and just announced, "I'm done here." One day, her like I'm going you know, to calling. See, yep, her calling uh, shined down upon her. Yeah, so like the light from the staff of Ra that uh, Indiana Jones held. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Anyway, so <laughs> you know, back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. So now the 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 this, the guy's snooping around, and he's like. You know what? The only way I'm going to find out if there's androids is by breaking into this guy's house because who cares? Yeah. So the doctor goes into town for something and he just goes into this house. And this is where the blind Dolores gal, Dorfenheimer's niece, like, because she's kind of playing the long con on, on the uh, Richard Keel, kind of going, like, she likes him. She likes him, kind of. But now this other like, dude shows up. I don't, I don't like women. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to duplicate you and we're going to do kinky sex yes, stuff. Uh, <laughs> are you into threesomes with your duplication? Foursomes with your duplication. So now she's like, okay, well, whatever. And he comes in and she's like, oh, you're so nice. You shouldn't come here. And he's like, well, I'm gonna. And she's like, well, because no one listens to anyone in this movie. And she's like, oh, well, you shouldn't because people start acting a little bit odd after they come here and he's like well okay then he leaves and he breaks in later like yeah, you know, like yeah, he leaves yeah. at that point because i think they come yeah, in she was like doing some weird kind of like uh ballet and then and he's like she's like who's there and he's like picks up her like scarf or something yeah yeah that's right yeah i'm uh, uh, so he comes back he breaks in he gets caught and then he gets cloned and you start finding out what they're doing is cloning people. Because he breaks in, right? And he sees these coffins. Yeah, he sneaks into the basement. Yes. Yeah. He goes sneaks in the basement and he sees these coffins. That's a horror movie, you know? It kind of... Yeah, it was like cold storage. And you're like, what's this about? You know? Yeah, he starts opening coffins. And Dracula's kind of coming. All of a sudden he opens up and he sees the face of some guy. I forgot who it was. And he's like, huh, wow. And all of a sudden he once goes to lift his hand and the hand falls off and cracks on the floor. So yeah. you're like... Okay, you know, so then he sees another coffin, and it's one of the nurse hot bodies. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, well, we'll make some, we'll make one of those for me too. Yeah. You know <laughs> but then, because I mean? then that one falls and smashes and shatters. Yeah, that, that's kind, kind of that, a weird effect. Kind of yeah, cool. Because and that's when you start going, oh, they're they're taking the bodies, and they're using and they're making like fake robots and, and yeah. clones of them. And then what we've come to find out was because the guy that was in the valley after the thing. 
He what, was a clone. He was well, no, he was the original that they threw down there. Yeah, yeah. The other one was shot because they were like, well, that security guard said he shot this guy, and this guy doesn't have a bullet yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, that's weird. And then they're like, yeah, well, he did shoot the android, but the yeah. real guy they just kind of tossed that's him off right, a cliff, that's you right. know? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so it kind of starts coming together that they're like, oh, they take these bodies, they duplicate them, and then they just chuck the and old they ones. Just make them die mysteriously. Or but Dorfenheimer was in a basement cell. Because all these places have freaking cells in the basement, too. And because Dorfenheimer was already cloned. They cloned him, but they were like, well, we need to keep him in case we need the original. Yeah, we got got a problem. If we keep copying the copy, it's going to start getting dimmer and dumber and slower. Then they clone George Nader, make a copy of him, and then they send him back to the dungeon with Dr. Dorfenheimer. Well, they put the original with with the Dorfenheimer. Yeah, yeah. And then the other, because then the other one goes back, and and he's like, okay, I'm on the case, and everyone's clear and it was the Chinese all along and yeah, then he, yeah, yeah, right. and he leaves and she's like that's kind of weird didn't you seem like, kind of weird she comes up to him like she's going to give him a kiss and he's like no <laughs> no I don't have my cootie shots bye yeah. <laughs> you know, exit, exit stage right <laughs> like okay <laughs> so she looks at uh, you know Hugh Beaumont she goes we better follow this. This is something. Yeah. Some man rejected my uh, sexual advances. Yeah. We better follow up on this. It can't yeah, be right. Right, right, right. So he's like, he's trapped in the dungeon. And then, like, there's one scene where, like, so a bunch of androids, like, they 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 uh, uh, get, uh, you know, uh, uh, Richard Keel, yeah, and they tie him up. Cause they're he's angry like, at him because the do- the, the, he phones home, like E.T., and then the guy's like, you haven't killed the 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 niece yet why and he's like she's of no consequence and we she's, she's like well we said kill him and he's like okay and he hangs up the phone well the video phone and the and Dorfenheimer's clones behind him he's like yeah I told you not to defy them he's like I am in command here so then that's when all these damn now like the army of androids kind of come in there's the there's the cop and this and the and the butler and then you know like the gals and him and they're all the androids and they're like now they're turning on Keel because Keel didn't listen to the to the overlords right so they're kind of doing a little mutiny there and he's just like at first he's like I don't I don't listen to you dorks you know shut up and then while he's arguing with them this is where the niece goes down and finds George Nader Nader and 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 Dorfenheimer are down there her her uncle. And, yeah. he's, and he's like, look, if I had my coin, my magic spy coin, I'd be able to break out of here. And then she's like, oh, I, I picked up a coin. Huh? He's like, do you think you can come back and get that? And he's like, she's like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. I'll be right back with your magic spy coin. Yeah. And he runs, she goes up, and then this is where now they, there's a secret passageway that she's been get, using to get in and out. No one knows about. And she goes up there, and Richard Keel's in there flipping that coin around. And she, and she's like, oh crap, you know. Now what am I gonna do? And and he's like, listen, I really love you, but I, I can't love you because I'm a giant from space. And she's like, well, that's weird, but whatever. She's like, okay, well, thanks for not killing me, I guess. And he's uh, like, okay, but I'll, uh, I'll see you later. And he leaves, and then she takes the coin down to him. And this is the point where they grab him, and while they grab him, then the two nurses, Hot Body One and Hot Body Two, the androids, are watching her. And she, they see she sneaks down there, and they're like, "Oh, grab her!" But she gives the coin to him while she, while, when they grab her, and they take her away. And he's using the old cable cutting the things. I was like, "Well, that would take you 28 years, yeah, you know." Right, There's right. a cable cutting through steel bars, and you're like, "No, no that's, that's not uh, gonna it's not gonna happen." But whatever, he does it. 
So he breaks out, and the uncle's like, I'm too weak. I'm, I have I caught, I caught a little cold. I'm going to just stay here. And they're like, okay, we'll have some chicken broth, and I'll be back. Get lots of rest and f- drink fluids. And he runs up, and he's, and he's trying to stop this. So he sneaks in when they're duplicating, in the middle of a duplication, you know. And he sees how this works. And now, I forget, how does he know where to shoot, like, to shoot them in the heads? Yeah, he gets he gets behind them with a ray with like but a big old. He, someone tells him that. Who tells I him that? I forgot who told him. That. I just remember the scene where he's like shooting everybody with a ray gun. Because they duplicated the security cop over and over and over again, so there was like twenty of them. Yeah. And it yeah. was kind of funny. It was a funny scene. You know? And then and then like he finally gets out of the cage. He gets out of. Yeah, he cuts through. Then he, that's when he, he runs after. That's, him. What, that's when he runs after him or whatever. And then he runs into his clone. And they start getting into, like, you know, a fight, which is funny, because his clone had lost an arm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when it went to steal something. It's a, this movie, I don't know. This, it gets out of control here. Yeah, now, so whatever, his clone's running around with a robot arm, and he comes back to this that, that, the thing, and then, then the Dorfenheimer clone, who's now, like, running the joint, because they, they tied up Keel. They got the girl. They're going to kill her after they make a clone of her. Yes. That's all going on in the basement. Dorfenheimer catches the real guy, the real spy guy out, and says, Hugh, one-armed clone, kill him. And he's like, okey-doke. But then he... he, but he first he say, he, first he was like, I don't know, he's my replacement. He's yeah. My, and he goes like, yeah, you just, just hey, get him. You know? <laughs> he's like, I don't want to get any no guff from you, sir. Yeah. So then he goes out there and he kills him. And then Dorfenheimer leaves because, well, he's obviously everything's going to be fine with this. Then he goes down to, to make sure that she's getting cloned. And he goes down there with that. And he gets behind it with this big ray that if you if you shoot it at their head, it disrupts them. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. makes them... Oh, Dorfenheimer told him that. The, yeah, ori- the original guy. Yeah, told him that, yeah. So he's like, if you shoot and the Keel rays at their... escapes, too, because he starts fighting them, too. He yeah, breaks Keel's the chain. He's chained, chained up, which is like, why? Yeah. But he breaks loose and... Then he starts busting everybody he's up. He's speeding whatever. everyone up. All the same clone. It's the same guy. And then, there's a, and then the, the the CIA guy is like in the back with his big rate laser cannon, like yeah. They show up at the end, you know, late, of course, you know, no 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 use to anybody there. What's yeah. going on here, you know, whatever. And then and then at the very end, after all the the androids are all you know destroyed or yeah, whatever, everyone's destroyed. Like Kill goes, well, obviously, well, this didn't work out. Yeah, he carries her up, sets her on the thing, and he's like. I realize now I'm an android too, and yeah. I'm going to be killed. So this is the this is the prototype for Blade Runner. Sure, why not? Yeah. And they had the square bottle of Johnny Walker, and he drank some of it, and then he said, "Oh well, here's a little unicorn origami, and I'll see you later." Yeah. And so basically, what like he's like, "Oh, you know, we're not going to invade you because obviously this didn't work out. Our plan to, you know." duplicate one person at a time doesn't seem to be feasible because you know, well there's a lot of you and you're armed and drunk yeah, and then he's yeah, like okay yeah. so I'm going to go get terminated by my guys because well that's the end that's the end this is the end my the, friend my friend <laughs> the one and only <laughs> I forget that it's that song it's the end my friend and then he's like okay well I'll see you later there won't be a sequel <laughs> and he walks it. out and that was the end of it and you're like oh okay yeah. the end wow I don't know. I I liked it more. Now that I'm talking about it, I like it less. It's just weird because that's usually reverse. Usually I like it like when we talk yeah, about it. Yeah, usually stuff, you get into it. You, you get go, into yeah, like it. Better this is like, oh, no, this was really boring and, and just No, I still sloggy. like it. I still like yeah, it. I, I still remember some goofy scenes in it. This is one. The acting was okay in it, you know. Yeah. I it was okay. The MST one, oh, this one wasn't very memorable. No? No. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I watch them all over and over again, you know. And this, But this is one where they, they like, um... 
there's not a lot of material here to make fun of it or joke with because well, did they, make, they had to make fun of Richard Keel's delivery, I'm sure. Well, I'm yeah, I mean, but it also just like there's not this isn't one of those that's like hilariously bad. No, you it's do like, a Plan Nine. And you it's do a, almost like mediocre. Yeah, you do a Robot Monsters. There's a lot of material. There's a lot wrong with it on every level. Where this one was actually a pretty honest to goodness good sci-fi movie. Yeah, it was all right. You it know. was a standard, you know, programmer. You know, yeah, yeah. Cla- classic uh, creature feature. Going out sixties and seventies. Who's know. a robot? We don't know. That made me laugh though. When they fall, it was basically like a porcelain porcelain head, and you're like. I'm pretty sure I could spot an android <laughs> if they had a porcelain head, you know. And and when they would break, there'd literally be like transistors and springs falling out. You're like, eh. there was another movie made around the same era by the same guy. I think it was the same guy, but it was Michael Rennie this time, called Cyborg 2087. Similar, I it wasn't a similar plot, but you know, Cyborg 2087, uh, wow. kind of like it was a thing. Maybe like in '66 or whatever. Androids are starting to become a thing, you know, well, uh, in, in, the, in, yeah. in the Giants journals or whatever. <laughs> or the Giants football team's journals. Yeah, or whatever, so, but, you know, yeah, it's an enjoyable little yeah, little movie. Only I 76 like minutes, so. I know, like I'm Richard Keel. I think, I'm, I've been yeah, torn on him because of his delivery, but he's a, he, he's a good actor, you know. I love in Shooter McGavin or the... Remember that Happy Gilmore where he's like, hey, Shooter, you can count on me later in the parking lot. Uh, I never saw Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God. It's a very funny classic movie. He's in it. And he plays like a fan of uh, of uh, Happy Gilmore's. And he's a lumbering giant. And at that point, he's really old, but he's huge, you know. Yeah, sure. And the, the cocky jerk of that movie, Shooter McGavin, is like... He like had to hit... It, he had it, at one point, he had to hit it off... Richard Kill's foot because that's where it landed, and uh, and he hated him because he was always trying to beat uh, Happy Gilmore, and he, and he hit it off his foot and he's like he goes hey shooter he took his he took his nine iron out of his ball out of his clubs and or his bag and bent it in half and he goes hey shooter you forgot your nine iron or something <laughs> he like yelled it but it was a funny Keel move he had yeah. a he had a nail out of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. It was stupid, but yeah. You know. Yeah. But anyway, good stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. So yeah. I mean, what are you gonna What are you gonna rate this one? I'm gonna give it a six point five. Yeah, you know, I liked it enough. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm like a seven. Uh, I like it more than most. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six. I'll six, go with a six. Six point yeah, five. Yeah. Six seven. and six point five. It's range. above average. Yeah. But not great. Yeah. It's it's definitely watchable. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, this is this isn't one it's of those a little time waster. Yeah, I, I'm starting. To, we're starting to get into a rut. We we have to pick like a one or a two. Like I think we have. To, we oh, been, I've we, got plenty of those. <laughs> I just <laughs> been I just been like kind of being nice. You know, yeah, we, we we we've been really oh, easy going. You know, Steckler, you know, Ed Wood, you know, yeah. all that crap. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just thinking. I'm sure we'll pick a Steckler from the list over here. <laughs> we're running. We're, we've been running sixes, sevens, eights for the last couple we're of months. We're becoming mediocre. We got to go to the oh, bottom of the no, barrel. Yeah, we have to. Make it hurt again to to, to realize. Because you, know. you know, I kind of like after after like eight thousand movies, it's like I'm kind of sick of going through the pain of watching like pure shit. You know, I want to watch something that's <laughs> a little more I know. tolerable. You know, what I we, mean? Should, we should start being more manic. Like one week we should do a, a one, and then the next week we should do a one that's a perfect movie, and then yeah, you know, yeah. and then we'll go back to a seven and a three and a nine, and you know, we well, should, well, I know Sally the Beer Wench will be happy to hear oh, that we're yeah, gonna be doing something really horrendous yep. next week. Although I do think next week we're going to be doing a double dose of uh, Asian cult cinema. We we got to get ahead for my upcoming Japan trip. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy is right. I'm going on the big old jet airliner. Oh boy! 
Uh, come carry me far, far away. And so, yeah. yeah. Anything else this week? We're done? No, we're done. All right, we, are we are done. done. And well, that's it for this week. Uh, this has been the Human Duplicators. And my name is Mal. With me as always. Dr. Morbius. I'll see you next week with more B-movie shenanigans. Okay, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Eba, what could that be? I believe it's the sound the Green Lantern made when Sinestro threw him into a vat of acid. Epa! Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. Open the door, you'll find the secret. you find the answer if you keep it. You'll believe it when you find something screaming across your Give me a ride. I'm way too big to drive to the devil's house.